Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It reads, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Is anybody interested in faith? Well, if you're interested in God, then you are interested in faith because you know that's the thing that pleases Him, right? A whole lot of things people are trying to do to please God. And I'm not saying there's nothing else in the discussion, but we know this is ultra clear, abundantly clear, is that He likes it when people believe. There's something very special in the heart of God about when someone believes something. And it really rises to the top when they don't see it at the beginning, right? But they believe it anyway. That's called faith. It pleases God. Now, notice, just real simple here, the Scripture declares that faith comes by hearing. Well, faith in who? Well, in this case, faith in God comes from hearing what? God. Hearing from God produces faith in God. Just like hearing from another person would produce faith in that person, assuming they're honest, trustworthy, telling the truth, right? So faith in an individual comes from hearing what they have to say. If I want to have faith in God, I need to hear what He has to say. I need to know Him. I, 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 need, to, I need to hear from God in order to have faith in God. How many know that faith is not faith does not come as a result of asking for faith? Okay? Little pause, little little settling. A lot of times people praying for faith. Not scriptural. Alright, not the right approach. In fact, over in uh, the book of Luke in the seventeenth chapter, the the apostles one day asked the Lord to increase their faith. You ever read that? They say, Lord, increase our faith. You know what he responded? He basically responded to them with a little teaching. He said, no, that's not how this works. He, he, he told them uh, how faith works as a, as a seed, a small seed, and when it's put into practice, it produces great results. All right? So it's not about, I need to ask for more because that doesn't work. Amen. But the very foundation of this is... That we need to hear from God. Alright? The, the strongest individuals in faith are not those who are the most sincere. Sometimes we want to measure someone's faith by their sincerity, by their interest, by their desire. But those things are not uh, matched up in Scripture. Okay? Uh, faith is simple. Again, when you hear what God has to say about a particular subject, then you are able to believe in and for that particular thing. So, an absence or a lack of knowing what God has said to me about anything will result in an absence or a lack of ability to believe, trust, rely on Him in that area. Everybody with me today? Okay. You excited yet? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I am. 
See, faith does not exist outside of knowledge. No one can have faith for something they don't know about. All right? And really, when I'm talking about knowledge, I'm not just talking about what we might call head knowledge. I'm talking about heart knowledge. Unless a person has something deeply rooted in them, they have no ability to trust in, rely on, be, to believe God for that particular thing. Hallelujah. So, if a person then is, is said to be of strong faith. You know, if someone says, well, this woman I know, she is just a faith giant. You know, this person, this man I know, he is a really strong person of faith. I would want to know what in particular that person believes. Everybody with me? Okay, someone said that. They're of strong faith. Great, great. What do they believe? You know, if you, it's like uh, uh, I, I saw this saw this thing written somewhere. This you know, people post uh, post and talk about these little these little graphics with the little sayings on them. And one of them said a while back they, uh, that someone told them they were I, I'm not quoting exactly, but they said they told them they were spiritual. And the, the response was, "I'm going to need more information because demons are spiritual." <laughs> You know, and sometimes we define, uh, we use this language, spiritual or faith, and, and that's not enough, enough information. Sometimes I'm a strong person of faith. Great. I mean, I, that's a positive, but what do you believe? What in particular are you strong in when it comes to faith? Uh, years ago, I was got in this discussion. I, I have a cousin who... She was battling, uh, you know, a lot of health issues and problems. And so I tried to help, tried being the key word, (laughs) Uh, uh, tried to help by saying some things. And and her husband basically accused me of saying that my cousin, his wife, uh, was, you know, just didn't have enough faith. Say, well, you're just you're just saying that she doesn't have enough faith, and that's why she's not healed. And I thought about that for you know, I mean, I responded to him, but in in length over time, I thought about that kind of language, how I was accused of that, and you know, by in his mind, made to look like the bad guy because supposedly I was accusing her of not having enough faith. And I thought, well, you know, I I don't know what she believed I mean just in general how would you know if someone has strong faith see I would only know I could only conclude what someone believes by what they say by how they act and then by the results the manifestation of God's promise in their life those would be indicators to me of what someone believes. I didn't even have to go there because, you know, as far as I know, she may have had super strong faith in sickness. Right? I don't really need to get in there measuring her faith. (laughs) 
I just need to, I need to come back to this. Well, what in particular does she believe? If I can help in any way, I'm going to say, well, what do you believe about this situation? What do you believe about God? What word do you have from God about your situation? And if you don't have one, I would say we need to get one. Because if we just approach this thing and say, well, you know, we have faith in God. Faith in God for what? Faith that he'll do what? Everybody listening to me now? Listen, if a, if a person listens to, and this actually was one of the scenarios in this case, but if a person listens to others telling them regularly that God wants them sick, or he wants them poor, or he is using hardship to try to perfect them or bring them into maturity, well, what is their faith going to be in? Are they going to have faith? Yes. They're going to have faith in that God wants them sick and poor or that He's using trials and tests to try to perfect their life. It's not a matter of do they believe. They do believe. And they believe unto those results. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to be super smart here, but... Logic tells me if I don't like the results I'm getting, I should check what I believe. Because I'm getting results from my own belief system. They're producing in me a manner of speaking, a manner of behavior, and ultimately a connection or misconnection with the promises of God. Hallelujah. So if a person then is surrounded by that, that's going to dictate their belief system. They can be of strong faith. But it will produce whatever results, of course, it's directed at. If a person is surrounded, just think about it for a moment. If a person is surrounded by unanswered prayer, everyone they know, individuals in their family, their friends, their church, everyone's praying and nothing's happening. What do you think that person's faith will be in? It will be in unanswered prayer. Their believing will be, very likely, unless they've overridden it with something else, but it's very difficult to do if you're surrounded by it. But their faith will be this. When we pray, we don't know what's going to happen. Their faith, their belief will be, you never can tell. Now, now what if, what if an individual is surrounded by, now this is going to mess some people up, so just hold on. I'm here. To, I'm, we're here to, to challenge, right? Move forward. All right. Make progress. The offended get nothing. What if a person is surrounded by all the individuals they know of people who have been, quote, standing in faith for years and see no results from that standing? Now watch, no condemnation on the person who's doing that. What's their faith going to be? They are likely going to believe that when you take a stand of faith, it will be a long time before anything is, is received, felt, experienced, enjoyed. 
Everybody with me today? So our belief then determines our outcome. I can have, there's no condemnation in this. I'm not upset with anyone. God's not upset with, with, with someone who believes something and then experiences a certain result. But there is the potential for us to believe different and more with more precision unto specific benefits and results in life. I, I really think that our relationship with God is much more uh, fluid, if you will, than a lot of people think. It's much more like Play-Doh than it is like a rock. Meaning, the potential of it, it can be shaped many different ways. I don't think that the Lord has put us in this little box and said, you stay right there and this is how you relate to me and don't do anything else. It's just right there. These are the limitations on your life and don't try to get beyond that. The more I walk with the Lord, know Him from His Word, ex- have experiences with God, I find that, that the potential of an individual's relationship with God, I can't measure it. I, can't me- I know I have, I have stayed within a certain realm within my own life. I've broken out at different times, but is it wide open? No, it's limited by my own thinking. It's limited by those I've been around sometimes. And and the limitations on their relationship with God. And I want to expand. I don't want to be limited by religion, by denomination, by by, by someone else's failed experience. I don't want to have a theology that comes from a failure. I want to have one that comes from someone who broke out and experienced more. Who went beyond what the average person does. Amen. Paul in his ministry, if you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he was doing so much and going so fast and having such a great impact that all hell was concerned. There was sent unto him a messenger of Satan to buffet him, to stir up trouble everywhere he went. He did get attention. But thank God in the middle of that, God's grace came in and it was sufficient for him to stand and have victory and overcome the enemy that would come against his life. But I'm willing to risk it, willing to get out there, willing to take a step of faith and say, Lord, I don't want to be limited by my past or by what someone else has experienced or the limitations the church as a whole has operated in for many, many years. It's time for us to break free of that and expand our horizons. It's time for us to believe not only that all things are possible with God, a lot of people believe, but move one step past that and believe this. That all things are possible to him who believes. So not only can God do all things, not only can he do anything, but I can. Because of my belief and trust in him and his ability and his power. Praise God. Jesus made statements like this. Let me give you a couple of them. Matthew 9:29 Then he touched their eyes saying according to your faith let it be to you According to what your faith I know some individuals don't like this cuz it messes up with their view of God's controlling everything But Jesus didn't say 
Man, according to my will, according to God's will, be it unto you. Did he? He didn't say, according to, uh, according to my power, be it unto you. But what he did say is, according to what you believed, according to your faith, that will be your experience. And in their case, thank God they got, they got a victory there. But if I want a different experience, watch, I can believe different than the way I believed when I didn't have an experience with God. I can. Who, who said I can't? Where did God put the limits and the brakes on us say, you can't believe that. You can't believe that you can experience, have that, enjoy that, be free from this. Uh, Matthew eight thirteen. Then Jesus said to the, to the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. How should it be done to you? As you have believed. If I don't like the way it's being done to me, then I should change my as I have believed. I can believe different, and then it will be done unto me different. I can believe more, and then it will be done unto me more. Now, if anyone in the middle of this is, is, is being tricked in your mind into this mode of condemnation, don't go there. Meaning, so you're saying all my problems are my own fault. Don't go there. That's the devil talking to you. It's the enemy that wants to condemn and make you feel like a rascal. So I want you to see in this vision potential for, for, the, for, for, for better things. See the potential of what can be. Let there be a crack in that bubble that we've built, that box we've put ourselves in there, to see the potential for more. God's not condemning you. He's not knocking you down. He's not saying you're a rascal because you, you know, have a limited experience. Listen, I've had limited experience with God, limited experience in, in His blessing. At times in life, I don't need to feel bad about that. I just need to. I just need to keep going. Someone said I've been trying to get healed of something, and and sounds like it's my. Forget about that. Forget about that. This is not about really self-focus and and looking at what's wrong with us. It's about Lord, what's the potential of what can be? How far can we go? Can I move beyond my past three years, my past 30 years uh, of existence in a relationship with you? Everybody with me today? There's a proper response. One will keep you in your spot. It'll, keep, it'll make you feel condemned and you'll just stay in a little box. Another one says, wow, there's something here. God is trying to reveal something to me. He's trying to show me how to go further. He's trying to show me how to be more useful to him, how to enjoy life more. And I'm telling you, he is. The specifics of one's beliefs determine the outcome of their experience. I should not have faith, just have faith in God, period. I should discover what he said about my life and then trust him regarding it. 
I call this a little bit like fill in the blank. All right, I want you to fill in the blank. This is a, some generic statements that apply differently depending on an individual's life. But instead of just saying, I believe in God, fill in the blanks. I be, like this. I believe that God is... I mean, there's a lot of things we can put there. A lot of words we can put in there. I believe that God is... I mean, you can, you can say he's, he's love, he's good, he's kind, he's the healer, he's the provider, he's my friend, he's my, he's my protection. He, I, I believe that God is eternal, he's omniscient, he's all-knowing, he's, what? I believe that God is, now don't stop there, not, this is not the period. I believe that God is, and therefore, I will experience, so I'm going to fill in two blanks. I'm not going to leave this in a passive uh, the- theological mode where I just have certain belief systems and if you ask me, I can tell you God is blank. Okay, it might be true, but what we want to do, I tell you, God wants this for us. I believe that God is, and because of that, I will experience Not just I believe that God is a certain way, period, and that's just the way it is, and someday we'll, I'll see Him in heaven, we'll talk about it. And No, 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 no. It has an immediate and continual impact upon my day-to-day existence in a specific way. So God is my, mm, and therefore, oh, I get to experience, mm. We can, we can extend this to our own behavior, our own spiritual activity, the way we conduct our life. I believe that if I will, blank, then I will have, blank. I believe that if I will, okay, what are we going to put there? Pray. I believe that if I will, say. I believe that if I will go to church, I believe that if I will serve, I believe that if I will meditate in the Word, I believe that if I will give, I believe that if I will, whatever, whatever the spiritual activity is, then I will experience and joy, I will have this happen in my life. What's the, what, what are the results of what you believe and carry out and act on by faith. Someone said, I didn't really think about that. I just believe I'm supposed to do ABC, period. And that's fine from a heart perspective, from a motive, from a... uh, But I tell you, God always intends for there to be results, benefits, uh, things that happen because we did it. I believe that if I accept Jesus, I'll be saved. I believe that if I get water baptized, what? <laughs> Not wet. <laughs> well, yeah, that could be true. I mean, be it unto you according to your faith. So how was that today? Really wet. <laughs> but 
here's my point. Sometimes we do right things. They're found in Scripture. They're based on God's character and His nature. But we don't have any kind of expectation of a tangible result because we did it. We just think, well, I did right. I obeyed God. And that's... I know, but what did He intend for you to experience or for something to happen? What did He intend to happen in your life as a result of you doing that? See, and if we go through life and we pray and there's no second blank there. And if we go to church and there's no second blank there. Then how do we know if we succeeded? How do we know if God's really working? And it could, could it be possible that we're leaving a whole lot of stuff on the table? A whole lot of, a lot of the benefits of our salvation, of our relationship with God. A whole lot of perks are just being left there because... We didn't tie results into what we believed. But yet Jesus said, be it unto you according to what you believe. Look at Acts chapter 19. So we want to get out of this mode of, I believe whatever, blank, I believe blank, And the results, well, they're just unknown. The results of that belief, you know, you never can tell. Tie results to your beliefs. Jesus did. This gets over and over in Scripture. You'll see this if you start looking for it. That people believe unto certain results. In Acts chapter 19, verse 2, see, Paul came to Ephesus here. He found some disciples. In verse 2, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So what was their answer? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? No. Holy who? They said, we didn't know there was a Holy Spirit. In other words... Simple. Why did, not the, why did they not receive the Holy Spirit when they believed? They didn't know there was a Holy Spirit. They didn't know that was on the table. They didn't know that was available. They didn't know there was the potential of being filled with the Spirit of God. Being empowered and endued with power from on high. They didn't know Acts chapter 1. Even though they were later inserted into Acts 19. They didn't know verse 8 of Acts chapter 1. And therefore they could not enjoy the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Hearing the Word of God brings the knowledge of God and His promises. Enabling belief that produces results. So I need to hear. That enables me to believe which produces the results of that belief, which was based on what God said. So how many know we go back to the beginning? So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I absolutely must hear from God. If I will hear from God, then I have the potential in my life to experience what God intends and wants me to experience. Amen.
So I can't even imagine what he would want me to experience. You start with the things that are written and you move beyond that into, your, into a relationship where he may say anything to you at any time. And the results of you believing what he tells you is that you get what he tells you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, uh, in studying this verse, again, the verse Romans ten seventeen, I've noticed that uh, some of the early manuscripts from where we got our New Testament, they use, uh, uh, the word there is not when it says God in my translation here, New King James, uh, that word in, that, in one manuscript is theos, the Greek word. In, in, a, in some earlier manuscripts, it's actually the word Christos, all right, meaning Christ, okay? So what, so what this, this reads, and you'll see many modern translations are, are uh, translated this way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ as opposed to the word of God. Now, if you know the language of Scripture, you know that Christ was not the last name of Jesus. You know, Joseph and Mary Christ had Jesus Christ. But rather, Christ refers to his calling. Specifically, it means the anointed one. So, what does faith come from? Or where does faith? It comes from hearing anointed words from God, from Jesus. But the usage of the word Christ implies anointing there, as opposed to just Jesus, the person. There, there, there is a spiritual activity on the words. They are freshly revealed. They are spoken by God to us. It's not just about memorizing words, dry words in a dead letter, something written a long time ago, and I memorized this, and therefore I have faith. There are a lot of individuals who have heard a lot of Bible They have studied, they've been taught, they've been around it a long time, they can quote certain things, but you can see by their lifestyle, they don't have much faith in the specifics of what God said. Because it wasn't to them, God said this to me. It wasn't that this word became alive in me and therefore produced an ability to believe. This is where we separate kind of, you know, a dead religious approach from a living relationship with the author of the word, with the one who spoke. And if we will approach what God said as a person, God who is love, who loves us, and He speaks to us to the end that what He says will become a living reality in us, it will change how we, how we conduct our lives. There have been many who have approached God's promises and the Word of God so mechanically, so pull the knob, pull the lever, turn the knob, flip the switch, and it's all go through these points and you'll arrive at this, this end. And, and I don't say that to disparage the teachings about spiritual laws, about kingdom principles, because I believe in all that. 
But in the middle of it, it must come from a living relationship with the one who spoke. And if I hear anointed words from the mouth of God, it ignites in me an ability to believe the very thing that was spoken concerning my life. That God is my... mm, And I therefore will enjoy an experience... mm, But if you can state all of your beliefs and you don't have an end result tied to it, it's time to back up. Because God did not intend to speak to you and to speak to me. And the end result is we were the same. Our life was the same. We didn't look any different. We didn't experience anything different. But all we did was have correct theology about His character and His existence. There is not a test at the end of this where we have to define God's characteristics. The goal is for us to experience God in an intimate and personal and life-giving way continually throughout our days across the earth. And then we get elevated and promoted in heaven. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 15, the report about Jesus went around. And great multitudes, the scripture says, came to hear and to be healed of him of their infirmities. Notice they didn't just come for healing. What did they do? They came to hear what he had to say. When you hear what God has to say, that enables you to receive healing for the things that are wrong in your life. Amen. Hear and be. They came to hear and be healed. How is it that you want to be? Do you want to be a certain way? Do you want your life to be a a certain way? Well, if so, hear words that declare that condition of being. You need to hear words from God that declare that. I don't know if you got that. That declare that existence, that manner of life, that state of being. Hear words that declare that. Hear it and then you'll be it. Is that all I need? I'm not just talking about hearing it in a dead, dry, unanointed fashion. Hear it till it it ignites something inside of you. Like what's happening now. You're hearing from... I know people are hearing from God every week around here. Because you know how one of the manifestations of that is? People are being born again. I can't get anyone born again. I'm probably not even... I've never really been in it, but I'm not a good salesman. I don't think. But I'm telling you, when God speaks to someone, and they don't always recognize it or wouldn't always define it or describe it that way. Man, I went to church and I heard from God. I tell you, if you gave your life to Jesus, you heard from God. No one comes to the Father except He says, come here. He draws them. And so the Word of God is going out, and people are experiencing God-level results as a, as a response to it. Romans chapter 10 and verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto 
righteousness. Not just believe. The heart, man, people believe. <laughs> no, they believe unto. They believe unto righteousness. There is a, a spiritual, tangible change in their life as a result of their belief. That's the kind of belief I'm interested in. This is the kind of faith I'm interested in. I'm not interested in a passive, doesn't ever change my life kind of faith. I'm interested in a faith that produces results. In a belief in God's specific promises, instructions, His provision that will change my life. Look, look at one more with me. Acts chapter 14. Everybody okay? Acts the 14th chapter. Paul was preaching here. There was a guy there who was without strength in his feet. He was crippled from his mother's womb. Verse 9, this man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith, what? To be healed. Not just faith. He had faith, what? To be healed said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and walked. He saw in this guy, as he was preaching, what was he preaching? Anointed words from God. The Spirit of God was using it. Words from God were going out, and this, this crippled guy, been crippled all his life, sat there listening. Sat there listening. Something happened. Something happened there. You know, it's like the, the young man that, our church, we were doing a healing meeting one time, and I was telling them that I, I, I was teaching that God is Jehovah uh, Rapha. Is that right? The Lord, our healer. I said, He's not the Lord who doesn't heal, He's the Lord who does heal. And we had in this one young man, born deaf in one ear. Had not heard in 19 years. He told me after, He said, Would you said that I knew I was going to get healed? And he came up, laid, laid hands on him, and just like that, his ear, been deaf his whole life, opened up. That was a couple years ago. Here's to this day. What? what? What did he do? He heard from God. I happened to be the one speaking, but he heard from God. He got a word from God. You know what the, what the result was? Healing. What's impossible to man became his reality that day, and he continues in it. Hallelujah. What happened here? Paul observed him and he saw that he had, oh, these things are the plan of God. They are the will of God. And someone is believing unto those results. Thank you, Lord. We see it. We see it. We hear your voice. We hear your voice. We treasure and value every word from heaven. Thank you for working in us today. We give you all the glory. All the honor and praise for every good thing that's done. Thank you for working in us. It's by your mercy you show us. It's by your mercy that we're still here. Thank you for your grace. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.